In Parshas Achrei, at the beginning of the section that discusses the Arayas, forbidden relationships, the Pasik begins and says, Speak to the Yidden, I am Hashem your God. Rashi comes to explain, seemingly, why, uh, what is the meaning of these words, Ani Hashem Alekechem, and says that number one, when it says, at Har Sinai, you accepted my malchus, you accepted my kingship. Now, accept my exodus, my decrees. Then Rashi brings a second shot in the name of Rebbe and says that the, the Eden in the times of Ezra are going to sin with Arias, Lenatik, Ba'arias, and therefore Hashem gives a strong Gzeda, know who, who the Gzeda is coming from, the Ebishter who can punish and who can give reward. So we said that seemingly he's explaining these extra words of But this raises a number of questions. Number one, we already discussed this in Parshas Ve'eda. Already in Ve'eda, Rashi already explains that Ani Hashem means that I am Hashem who punishes and who gives rewards. So why does Rashi have to address this again? And why does Rashi give a different reasoning here than he does in Ve'eda? Number two, Rashi had said, Kibaltem uh, Malchusi. What is Kabbalah, what is Kabbalah Samachos to accept the Abishur's mitzvahs? So what is the addition of Kabbalah Sagzadis here? Number three, if Kabbalah Sagzadis or Kabbalah Samitzvahs is something unique and different, why does it come here and not earlier on when the Abishur begins to give the Yidin mitzvahs? Number four, why does Rashi used the term Gzeiris and not Mitzvahs. Number five, why does Rashi bring two Pirushim? Which means to say what is difficult in each of the Pirushim that compels Rashi to bring a second Pirush. Number six, why does Rashi mention the name of Rebbe who gave the second Pirush and Rashi? Number seven, why does Rashi use the word Lenatik, which means to disconnect or to disengage, instead of using a more common Lashon like Lavar or Likashel? And number eight is a question on why the, on the example that Rashi brings of the Me Ezra. Because in the source where this comes from, there's two examples in Teros Keanum. One from Ezra, and one from Chumash Ba'al Aischa, where it says, that the Yidin were crying, and Rashi says, one of the explanations is that they were crying about the fact that they were not allowed to marry into their own families. So the question is, why would Rashi skip the example of Parshas Ba'al Aischa, which is in the same day, and in close proximity, time-wise, to this Parsha, and instead bring an example from Ezra, which happened a thousand years later. Therefore, we must say that what's bothering Rashi is not just why it says the words Ani Hashem Alekechem, but something deeper than that. Because Ani Hashem that's brought in many places, referenced in, in Va'ira and in other places, always comes at the end to support to strengthen that which was already said. When the Ebishter gave a mitzvah, when the Ebishter told something that had happened, the Ebishter says, at the end of it, to strengthen it, Ani Hashem, that I reward and I punish. So in the case of Parshas Ve'eda, where the eight Meshach said before, and Lama Ar-Eisa he complained to Hashem, Hashem responds back, Ani Hashem, I am the Ebishter who is going to follow through with my promises. In our Parsha, Ani Hashem Alekechem comes at the beginning, similar to Ani Hashem Alekecha, at the beginning of Asaris Adibris. And this is what's bothering Rashi. Why does, if it's not coming in conclusion of something, why does it come here at the beginning? And that's why Rashi comes to explain that Ani Hashem in the, in the first explanation of Rashi is that it, it's its own passage. Just like Ani Hashem which meant, by, by the Seres Adibris, which meant Kabbalah Samalchus, so too over here, Ani Hashem is a, is a separate concept, not 
uh, uh, introduction to what's coming later and not a conclusion to what's coming before. So what is it? What, what is the significance of it? It can't be Kabbalah Samalchus, because that was already said by the Aserah Sadibris. It can't be Kabbalah Samitzvis, because that was, uh, because that is included in Kabbalah Samalchus. So therefore Rashi says that Ani Hashem Elekechem over here was Kablu Gzeir Isai, except my Gzeiris, except the types of mitzvahs that are contrary to your Seichel. And he brings up the Arayas. And he says that the, the mitzvah of Arayas was irrational because we find a major emphasis in Torah on, uh, on yuchsin, on lineage, on the, the, the marrying someone of a good yichis. And a one would think that the closer they are to you and your family, the, closer, the, the greater the yichis. And there's a greater reason to marry them. And instead, the parasha begins, uh, that, that, that the relatives you should not marry. So because it is because it is contrary to Seichel, there has to be a separate Kabbalah of Kablu Gzeiraisai. That's why he uses the word Gzeiraisai, not Mitzvahisai, because he's referring to a certain category of Mitzvahs that are Hepech And therefore, he says, In addition to the fact that you already accepted my Malchus, and you accepted Mitzvahs that are understood by a Harsinai, I need you now to accept Gzeiraisai, the Mitzvahs that are contrary to Seichel. However, this raises a question. This, this, this is the first shot of Rashi, first answer of Rashi, but there's still uh, something that's not so clear. Because even though Gzaidas are different than mitzvahs, but why does he wait until now? Why couldn't he inter- introduce them, introduce Kabbalah Sagzaidas together with Kabbalah Sagzaidas in the beginning when he starts giving out mitzvahs? Also, we find that there are certain arayas that were already usher and were already accepted by the Yidin. What happened here? What changed over here? Therefore, Rashi gives a second pirush that Ani Hashem Alekechem is an introduction to the mitzvah of Arayis that's coming after it. And since something Arayis is such a severe mitzvah that it could cause lenatek, it could cause to disconnect Eden from the Yebishter, therefore there had to be a special gzeira of Ani Hashem Alekechem. What does it mean? Lenatek? Lenatek means to disconnect. Alpi Alacha, if a Yid marries a Goy, the child is not a Yid. Is not called bincha. So therefore, therefore, there is a, when, when, when a yid marries a goy, there is a case of lenatek. You're totally disconnecting this yid from the abishter, and therefore, because of this terrible outcome, there had to be a ba and big zeda. There had to be a strong zeda to come upon them with the words aniyashem and that's why Rashi doesn't use the example of and that's why Rashi uses the word both to emphasize the severity of Arayis specifically intermarriage and therefore and therefore there had to be a special with the words however since this wasn't going to happen for a long time for almost a thousand years later it is preferable to Rashi to have the other Pirus first, even though there were, that too had a question, but this question is even greater. Why, why would the Teda have to introduce a special Pasig because of an event that was going to happen a thousand years later? And that's why Rashi has the other Pshat first. Nevertheless, in order to answer this question as well, to some degree, Rashi introduces Rabbi Oimer. The Rabbi is the one who said this. What was unique about the Rabbi? One of the things was that Rabbi organized and wrote the Mishnayis. Even though up until that point it was prohibited to write down Teresh Shabbal Peh, 
Nevertheless, that be taught that because Hashem, we needed to save Hashem's Torah, therefore we were able to break this this halacha and write down Torah Shabbat because the time was going to come when the Yidden would, would forget the Torah unless it was Torah unless it was written down. So what do we see? What we see from this is that Rabbi used the pasuk in Tehillim, to teach about something that would happen hundreds of years later. So we see that Rabbi follows his shita that there that there is approach that there could be a pasuk in in Tanakh that is really coming to to refer to something that happened hundreds or even a thousand years later. And therefore here too, when it says, it's referring to an event that happened in Ezra, and it fits according to Rebbe.